Welcome back, my friends. I'm Josie, the host here of our Living in Hope podcast. And today we are jumping into the second half of a conversation I recently had with my good friend, Sandy Solis. If you haven't listened to part one of our talk, I encourage you to go back to episode number 36 and listen to that one first. We had such a great talk about our experiences of life not ending up the way that she expected, including the deep pain of divorce. I got to tell you, when I thought we were about done, our conversation took a turn and we just kept going deeper and deeper. Thankfully, I left the record button on, so I'm able to share it with you all today. And I'm so glad because we talked about how God has used the broken things of her life to shape and prepare her for the newest part of the journey he has led her to. I was so moved by the things she shared, and I know you will be too. So here we go, part two. I mean, there's just, it's one of those things where there's just so much. I, I look at my life and all that God has done in the last five years, six years, well, actually almost seven years now since he, it's, we're coming up on seven, this is the seventh holiday season that is, that will have been. That you've been a part. Yeah. That, that he, to, since he told me. And I, and I feel like that God has done so much. I mean, the whole Safe Harbor story is a whole other story about how God, you know, brought me to Safe Harbor and, and the, the three times that I was called by different people and said that I should apply for this job three different times over three different years. And I kept saying, no, I'm not ready. And the third time I, I just laughed and I go, okay, well this time I'll pray about it because <laughs> I haven't done that in the past. <laughs> so I guess I'll pray huh. about it this time. I just knew that the other two, I wasn't emotionally ready yeah. for it. But even that, like I walk in the door of Safe Harbor and I know that I'm overwhelmed by it. I'm not qualified for this job. Somehow the board decided to let me have the job. You know, <laughs> God moved their hearts, I guess, because I wouldn't have hired me, you know. But I I, um, I look at all that has transpired in the learning curve and I'm just like, only God, only God would do this because he put me in a place where I really had no ability other than the leadership he had built into me over the years. But what I really had was on my knees before him saying, well, don't you, that's exactly what, how he works. Yeah. Like he uses the weak things to confound the wise. Right. And so he, and, and really even when he calls you to something that you feel completely inadequate for actually literally were unqualified for by your own estimates, right? that he would place you there so that he could demonstrate his power by putting within you what you needed to do to accomplish the things he had a plan for you to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, like my, my biggest contribution to Safe Harbor Free Clinic is that I get on my knees all the time and I'm just like, wherever you lead, I will go. I'm a doer. So that's fine. God, you created me to be a doer. You've created me to be a a bit of a problem solver. Like I like to dig Mm -hmm. deep and figure out what's going on and try to find a solution. And I love people and love relationships. And so you're perfectly safe. Yeah. Actually, like I tell God, I say, I know nothing about medical. I didn't even like it when my kids would, you know, get hurt and be bleeding. I'd be like, yeah, let your dad take care of that. Cause I don't like to do that. And now you help run. Yeah. yeah, I stay away from the medical stuff, you know, but it's all about the people and the relationship. And I, I just look and I think, Lord, you put me here. You called me here. It's obvious to me you called me here because of the way that it all went together. And so use it. I don't know where we're going, but tomorrow yeah. take me where you want me to go for that day. And you and he is using it. Like So Safe Harbor Free Clinic has how many doctors now that volunteer um, their services? We have about 15 that volunteer. 15 different yeah. doctors rotating yeah. and volunteering. Yeah. And then how many other volunteers? Well, we have about 140. 
15 or so volunteers, um, right now. Total. Yeah. yeah. In total. And, and how many days of a week are you open? We're open. Well, we have several programs, but we're open two nights a week for same day clinics. And then we have several specialty clinics in addition to that. So yeah, all in Stanwood at your location. Yeah. 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 They're all in our, in yeah. our location. So yeah, you know, we have like a chronic care and a cardiology and respiratory and podiatry and trying to get dental started back up after COVID and, um, a few other things. So yeah, there's just a women's clinic. There's all these things that, yeah. that we have that are going and, um, meeting you know, the critical needs of the people. Yeah. Trying community. to just meet the needs of people and which is something else. Cause like my mercy scale usually was pretty much down to like one. <laughs> so <laughs> and then there's that, that's an ironic thing too, that God would put me in a place that, you know, requires some empathy and, and mercy. And I remember my counselor one day talking to me about empathy and, you know, and, and I'm just like, yeah, that's something God's going to have to develop in me. And he has, you know, through walking through hardship. And I have this different level of empathy than I used to have. And it's been a beautiful thing because yeah. like, I don't get caught up in, I'm not a, uh, you know, an open wound bleeding for everybody, yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time, I have enough empathy now that, that God has given to me that I can empathize with people and where they're at and the, and the mm-hmm. lost and broken places where they are because I'm lost and broken just like them. You know, yeah. they're no different than I am. Oh, Their circumstances so have just brought them to where they are. And don't you think, don't you find the more you are in the real parts of life like that and you're around real people yeah. with real struggles and needs that your understanding of that broadens. It does. It helps remove a critical spirit. Yeah. I think if you're willing to let the Holy Spirit do the work in yeah. you, it helps to kind of get, I mean, I still struggle with it sometimes, sure. you know, being critical and making judgments and all of that. Um, but I'm trying much harder than I used to, to allow the Holy Spirit to do that work in me that will remove all of that critical spirit and judgment. And it still comes up frequently. I have to battle with it all the time. Yeah. But, but you know, I just look at people in the lost and hurting lives that are represented by the people who come to safe Harbor, like your dad, the people he used to see in ministry as well. It's the, you know, it's just that same, that, that they're, they're broken. Their life situation has taken them to where they are, regardless of it's whether it's their own choice or yep. not. I mean, most of us end up in broken places because we chose wrong. It's the human condition. It is. Like, yep. like, do I have any right to say, well, you don't deserve to get help because you made choices? Well, so did I. That's right. I made choices too. And yep. look where I'm at. So yep. I just think it's just been amazing. It's been a great thing. And Safe Harbor um, definitely is a place where God is moving and working and, and providing all kinds of, of wonderful things for the patients there. So. We'll talk about hope. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, Safe Harbor Free Clinic is bringing hope to uh, how many clients do you, do you have numbers on? Um, yeah, last year we saw about 1100 people. It is funny. We did, um, COVID vaccinations this year mm-hmm. and we did like 955, I think it was doses. We had people coming from all over the place. Yeah. We had this guy come up. He was from Seattle super nice guy. He and his, I think his wife came with him too, if I remember right. But, um, he actually, he runs the shoe shine business at Nordstrom store or used to now. I don't know if it's oh, still yeah, there do or they not. Even yeah, do that I don't anymore. know if they're down there do now. Get their shoe shine. Yeah. But he, know. yeah, he ran the shoe shine business down there. Huh. And so he came in and, and when he left, he goes, this is the best place. He goes, you guys are all like so happy and fun. Yeah, you really are. You walk in there and it's like, this is a party. Yeah. That's what I told him. I said, well, come back for your second dose and we'll have a big party. Yeah. That's great. So, you know, I just think that we want to reflect the joy of the Lord to people that, that we recognize that there's a lot of hurting people. Yeah. 
Um, and we're not laughing at that at no, all. No. You know, we don't, we don't want that to, to make anybody feel like that we don't respect where they're at, but at the same time, we want to reflect joy. And well, yeah. I mean, that's just it, right? Yeah. Like the people that are the, the most struggling and, and, and really in some just terribly difficult part, parts of their life, right? they need some joy. They mm-hmm. need a little, Hey, it's going to be okay. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I see you and, and I care. Yeah. And, and I want to help you. Yeah. And we just won the Hope Award from World Magazine. It's just been the coolest thing. So World oh, Magazine does this so Hope great. Award for Effective Compassion. And Safe Harbor went through this whole process of, you know, being nominated. And then they came and spent a day with us and interviewed several people and our patients and things like that. And then it was narrowed uh, narrowed down to four finalists. And then those were featured in the magazine. So we were one of those four. And um, so the readers of those articles... Uh, voted and safe harbor one and it's just been this incredible thing we have a new volunteer who get this she comes from cooley city and she drives over once a month now that's to eastern washington mm-hmm. right yeah, up yeah. By cooley long, down. yep a long ways away a long way. it's like a four or five hour drive each way yeah each way so she's wow. coming and she's volunteering and then we found out she's a trained chaplain So not only did God deliver a nurse that we needed, but even more so, we've been praying for people to come who have the ability to do lay-level counseling. And so she is a trained, Billy Graham-trained counselor. Oh, my goodness. And so we are just like going, no way. Maybe she needs to get a little summer place on Kamena. I know, yes. Put her in closer proximity. Yes. So now she met with one of our patients the other night and did some counseling with her, and they're going to continue it on. So God just like, he, he brings hope. In so many different ways. Like uh, who who would think that through an award that came out of the blue, like I even through the process, I kept thinking, oh, there's no way we're going to win this thing, you know, and I wasn't even focused on it. It was just like happening out there on the sure. sidelines. Yeah. And yet then here God delivers this, you know, hope award to us. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I really, sorry, God, it's not that I didn't know you could do this, but I wasn't really focused on it. I didn't really even think much about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and even now I it's love like, that. it's, it's not the, the award. Like I don't care about awards. Not. It's about, look what God is doing through that. Yeah. He's gotten the word out about safe Harbor and he's brought donations from long distances away Yeah, and he's brought volunteers and it's just incredible to me. And he's taking the counseling program that we've been asking for. We've been praying about this since I got there just about, and now we have a counseling program that has come through some local volunteers and this woman through World Magazine's Hope Award, who read about us and is now volunteering. It's just incredible. Only God would work. Like only that. God. Oh, yeah. Only God. Go God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think speaking to that hope. I mean, the tangible thing that you're doing is you're meeting meeting the most essential needs of people, but you're not just doing that. You're sharing the hope of Christ right. with them, and and in a strategic way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It doesn't yep. always just blatant preaching to share the hope and the love of Christ with somebody. Right. Meeting their most imminent needs. Yep. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. It is. And I think that that's what God really calls us to do. In fact, yes. I was just reading an article today about somebody It was on the, from a, the crew website, um, campus crusade. And, and they were talking about this couple who took in, um, a single mom and how they just loved her. And eventually she accepted Christ, but it was not because they preached to her. It was because they loved her. 
And I thought about safe harbor and thinking that isn't that what God really calls us to? And sadly, I haven't done that in my life enough. Like Mm. I didn't get it. I thought that it was more about, I just needed to live a certain way and be a certain way and, and talk a certain way and try to get people to believe a certain thing. Well, that goes back to what you shared at the beginning about, I just, it's easier for me to just be the person I think that you need me to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I would look at God and say the same thing. Well, just, I'll just be who I think you want me to be. And okay, well, that's, it's not necessarily a wrong motive, but it's a wrong method, you know, because the motive I, my motive, I believe was mostly always pure, probably not always, but mostly, Mm -hmm. but my method was completely wrong because I was doing it on my own power and not in his power. And that's what I love about the world magazine thing is this is all God's power. Yeah. Like it's all him. It's yeah. just been amazing. Well, and I mean, that's the, that's the celebration part of what God has been doing. Yes. And, and I mean, full circle for you to, to go through the journey that you've gone through personally and then to be hand selected and placed where you are strategically by God mm-hmm. and, and him clearly using what you've learned thus far on your journey to even be able to infuse that into your ministry and your work, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that I mean, full circle. I can't imagine a better example of God's hope infused into very seemingly impossible situations. Medical health care in our country is crazy, mm-hmm. and um, unemployment, or however you want to talk about that, the, the needs of the people are great. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it seems insurmountable. But then you see God use something like Safe Harbor Free Clinic mobilizing these volunteers and Mm -hmm. people who are skilled with things that he has skilled them with in order to minister to these people. Yeah. Beautiful. It is beautiful. And again, isn't it just like God to equip us Yeah, and then call us when we're not completely equipped, but you know, but like we have like these people who know, who have medical knowledge and they're doctors and they're nurses and they come in and they volunteer and and God says, yeah, you're going to use the skills and the t- and talents and abilities I've given you. Same with the, the people who bring dinners in for our volunteers. Like they are just as much a part of giving hope and healing to our patients as what that frontline person is because they're, they're just a part of what's going on. And, yeah. you know, and I just think like, isn't it just like God to use us in a variety of ways to glorify him? And I know we get it twisted around all the time because we want the glory. I struggle with that myself. Mm -hmm. I want glory. I want notoriety. At the end of the day, it's way better when I don't get it because then God gets it. (laughs) That's right. I I just reading this great book lately and it was talking about uh, the kingdom at large, big, bigger than just our local one church, but, but kingdom living and, and the broader understanding that we're kind of like a team mm-hmm. and each team has a coach. We've got our head pastor, shepherd or whatever, whatever we might call <laughs> who's over yes. us. <laughs> and, and if we liken him to the coach and we're the team, any, any sports team has different parts of that team mm-hmm. and each position might have different strategies and things that they need to do. They might be skilled at, like, so if we're taking football, only one person can be the quarterback, but you've got the linemen and mm-hmm. all the other parts. I'm not a, I'm not a huge football person. Me Sorry. Either. Sorry, Me Seahawks either. fans. <laughs> I do either. love the Seahawks. But I love that image in the kingdom, in the greater kingdom, because we all have a part to play, right? And mm-hmm. all parts are equally important. And God is the one that comes in, and strategically places us to do his plans. If, mm-hmm. if we're willing to submit and, and follow after him, 
go God, look what he does. Oh yeah. So, so I know. Much. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. And I think about like, you know, just all of the patients that we have that are lost. And one of the scriptures that God gave me right away when Rick left was, um, Psalm 40 that, you know, he lifted me out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay and he set my feet on a solid mm, rock and made my passage. footsteps firm. And he put a new song in my mouth, a mm. song of praise to our God that many would see and hear and put their trust in him. And when I think about that, I just think about like that safe Harbor too. He did that for me, which is what I believe is today is to be able to sit here and to share with you like where I'm at is because God has put a new song in my mouth. It's not because I'm just so great that I figured out how to get through this process. It's because God has taken me out of the miry clay and he's put my feet on his solid rock that's him. And he's put this song in my mouth that I can proclaim his glory in the midst of the brokenness. And that's what I want to have happen at Safe Harbor is I want every person who comes there to have an encounter with the living, saving God, Amen. you know, to, to be drawn to him through the love that God is because God is love. Yes, he is. He's a disciplinarian when we right. need it. And he's, you know, yeah. he is all these other things too. So, not, you know, it's all motivated by love, yeah. but still I, and I just feel like, like that is again, that safe Harbor. That's what we want to see is that we want people to come in and to go. Yeah. I, I, I'm struggling with these hard issues in life, these hard illnesses and whatever, but I, there is, there's hope. There's, well, well, that's like the best definition of hope. I've heard in a really long time, Sandy, right there, that whole conversation. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for it's continuing the conversation. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We, we ended a while ago. We kept talking. So I, I, I think that's just, I love it. I felt like, okay, we're not quite done yet. Nah. So they can do what they want with it, but let's just keep on sharing. It was, it was great. Cause I feel like that the whole safe Harbor thing for me, it brings full circle what God started the day that Rick said he was leaving our marriage. Okay. Well, actually truly full circle would be for, to see there be reconciliation and restoration of the things that are broken, but God may not choose to do that. Um, but for me to see that God has taken all of that brokenness and he's put it into a place that, that glorifies him, that he taught me how to be more empathetic, that he taught me how to stop being so critical of people, you know, that he taught me how to, um, how to get on my knees every single day and pray and ask him to keep my feet from stumbling and to give me his words and to give me his attitudes. And like, those are all things that God developed in that season that has brought me to this place where I am at safe Harbor. And it's not that I am perfect. Cause there are days that I go home and I'm like, oh boy, I wish I hadn't been there, you know, or that I just want to leave sure, and run away. Course. But, but yeah, I just, yeah. Well, and well, tell me then. So for the person who's been through what you've been through, clearly there's hope on the other side. There is. You know, I remember s- someone telling me, well, you know, you'll get, you'll get over this. You know, you'll, you'll just, you'll be able to move on in life. Okay. I have yet to move on from what occurred. And I, I don't believe that this side of heaven, I ever will move on completely. And maybe it's because maybe I'm not choosing to move on. I don't know, but I just, I just can't at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet, I guess to just go, okay, well that was that and I'm done and I'm moving on. It's too broken for me. Yeah. Um, my family's too broken for me. So when I look at, at where God has me now, I think, what God has done is he's taken the brokenness that 
occurred at a human level. And he's, he said, if you're willing, I'm going to use your brokenness and we're going to go do some work together. And I think about um, like the book Experiencing God, remember way back, oh, Bacchabee, yeah. I think was his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, um, And I think about how he talked about joining God where he's at. And I don't really think about that very often, but it just came to mind here. But I think that like that's a bit of what I think God is asking us to do is if you will let him take you out of that pit of destruction and if you will let him put plant your feet firmly on him as your solid rock. And if you will let him put a new song in your mouth that gives glory and praise to him, it's really unstoppable what God may choose to do. I have no idea what tomorrow brings. And I honestly would never have said I'd be sitting here doing this, talking about these things. But if you're willing to allow God to move in those broken places of your life and to bring his brand of healing, not yours, you know, cause healing looked a certain way to me. And maybe that's part of why I can't let go, you know, just move on. Maybe I don't feel like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, and it well, doesn't really matter really at the end of the day. Well, in some regards, your, um, ability to at the same time say, yes, it's broken. And short of it being miraculously put back together, it's always broken. Yeah. It's just that God uses the brokenness. Yes. And you don't have to forget that that happened. Right. In fact, if you completely forget that it happened, how would you be using the brokenness to allow God to step in? Yeah. And, and redeem in a different way. Yeah. I think, you know, yeah. When you look at, I was, I remember one day I was just, I kept looking back and trying to figure out what went wrong and how do I fix this? I think it's really probably what my ultimate thing was, although that wasn't what I was thinking in the moment. But as I look back at it now, I think I was still struggling with trying to come to terms with what happened, how could it have happened and how could I fix it? And God showed me and it was in Exodus and he, and the, you know, they just crossed over into, you know, across the river, the parting of or the sea, the Red yeah, Sea, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. parting of the Red Sea. And then they're still looking back at Egypt and longing for what they had. And, you know, we read it today and we go, well, they were fools. You know, I looked at my life in that moment and I went, I'm doing the same thing. I'm looking back at what I used to have and longing for it instead of being willing to look ahead at what God's calling me to next. And it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean they left their memories of Egypt behind. Well, no, they, they built monuments to remember it. The Ebenezer stones, they took the stones from the bottom of the river, put them on the side of the river because God told them to, so that they could tell, they would remember and they could tell their children. They made a monument. Yep. And I think that there's some monuments I have in my house, which is really kind of silly in a way, but I love but uh, I was I was trying to figure out like Lord, how do I really trust you? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. What does it look like to really trust you? And um, I was talking with my friend Lydia one day, yeah. Lydia Crouch, a good who's an friend. artist. Yes, yeah, yeah. she's a beautiful, beautiful yep. friend. Yep, and, she is. And I was telling her, I said, she said, I love a blank canvas. And I just started laughing and I go, I hate a blank canvas. (laughs) I can't stand it because I feel like there's this expectation on me to fill the canvas. And what is it you want from me? Like, what do you want me to put on that canvas? And she's like, you know, we just had this laugh and this kind of, but it was an epiphany moment for me because I thought like, there's part of my struggle is that I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, what can I do to please you or please God? What do you want on this canvas so I can fill it? And so what God told me to do was to go, I went to Hobby Lobby, I bought these metal letters that spelled out the word trust. 
And I put that on my blank canvas and it's hanging up in my office at home in where I yeah. edit my photos and stuff. And, and every day when I go up there to edit photos, I turn around and I see the word trust. And it reminds me of that monument that God called me to things that I have to trust him for. Yeah. And, but what he tells the, what he tells the Israelites is, Quit looking back. Yeah. You Don't know. dwell on so, it. Yeah. Stop looking and back long for over, it. Yeah. Stop looking over your shoulder yeah. and longing for it. Don't fear. Yeah. You know, don't fear what's ahead of you. Stop looking back and instead look ahead. And I don't think it means you never look back because we learn from our past. That's right. But I think that as I look at, you know, like Safe Harbor and the people that are there, I think that all of those things have brought me to this place where I can grapple with my past. And I still do. I still try to, I, my mind goes there frequently of like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like, how could I fix this? Where, where was I wrong? What do I need to fix in me that this will never happen again? Like trying to still micromanage myself somehow to try to repair a broken breach that is not repairable at this point in time. And God has been wrestling it out of my hands. And, and I feel like I give it over a lot more than I used to, but am I there? Totally not at all. I just, I just know that God has said, I'm calling you to, to walk with me, to do, to do ministry with me, to love others with me and to, um, to let me guide you and join me where I'm going. And I have a choice. I can do that or I can fight him. And I do fight him while I'm walking. <laughs> Sometimes we're walking together and I'm going, but God, but God, you know, I don't understand. Or what are you doing? Or is this going to work? Or I'm scared or whatever. But God's just like, yeah, I know you got your problems, but to deal with it, you know, we're going to, we're going to work deal those out. Yeah. We're going to work those out together. Just keep on walking and you'll be fine. Just rest. Wait. Yes, exactly. Stop fearing. <laughs> exactly. So you can see that I still struggle with those same. Yeah. Three words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, the struggle will go on until the Lord returns. Yeah, absolutely. And in that struggle is our hope. Yeah. The Lord is going to return yes. and make all things right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sandy, <laughs> it's been great. We could talk all into the wee hours of the night. Yes, we could. We should probably be done. <laughs> yes, we should. <laughs> a huge thank you to my friend Sandy for being so transparent and sharing a bit of her story with us today. If you'd like more information on Safe Harbor Free Clinic, you can head to their website, safeharborfreeclinic.org. They're doing wonderful things in our community and for the kingdom. Okay, friends, as we wrap up, let me remind you to spread the word and invite your friends into this podcast. And remember to look to Jesus for your hope. I can't wait to see you back here in two weeks for our next episode.